Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'll Be Back podcast. Uh, this week, we are joined by a very special guest. I cannot thank him enough for taking the time out of uh, his busy work schedule to do this. Uh, the defensive coordinator of your Temple Owls, DJ Elliott. DJ, thank you so much for joining me. You bet, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. So uh, we've been in contact uh, for a little bit, uh, and I kind of wanted to wait until after spring practice and after Terry and White game. I'm sure you were very focused on that. So uh, now that that's over, you were able to uh, join me. So thanks. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. Glad to be here. Um, so you're officially a Temple Lao. You're part of this staff. Um, and what I really like to do to introduce people and to, you know, our fans is kind of how, how you ended up at Temple. So for those who are unaware, you were a linebacker at uh, Wyoming. Uh, then you were a grad assistant there and you had some other stops along the way. So, you know, how did your coaching career lead you to Temple? Well, you know, I grew up in Oklahoma City, and, uh, signed with Wyoming out of high school, played linebacker there. I finished playing. I had, a, I had another semester of school left, and, and coaches said, hey, why don't you come out and coach the freshman linebackers until you're done with school? I was a biology major, was, was really planning on going to some type of medical professional school, had no plans on being a coach. What I found was in that semester is that coaching football is the second best thing to playing football. And I just kind of fell in love with it. And uh, I finished that semester. And at the end of the year, they, they, uh, they offered me a graduate assistant coaching job at Wyoming. I've been a college coach ever since. I went with my head coach to Houston. I was a graduate assistant there. And then I went with our DB's coach, Mark Stoops. I went with him to Miami. So graduate assistant there where we played in the 2002 national championship game against Ohio state with some of the best players to ever play college football. And, uh, I got my first full-time job at Texas state at that time, it was Southwest Texas state. And I was a DB's coach there. And then I was the linebackers coach there for two years, two more years. And then I went to Tulsa and I was the linebackers coach at Tulsa to Rice, and I was a defensive line coach at Rice, and then I hooked back up with Mark Stoops at Florida State, and I was a defensive ends coach at Florida State, and he was the, uh, he was a defensive coordinator, and then I went with Mark Stoops to Kentucky, and I was a defensive coordinator at Kentucky for four years, and then after four years there, I left and went to Colorado, which uh, is my wife's home. My wife's from right outside of Boulder, they just came off a 10 and two record and they offered me the DC job. Uh, I took it for family reasons as much as football. And uh, I was there for a couple of years and then got a phone call from Les Miles and Les Miles offered me the DC job at Kansas in hopes that when he retired, I'd be the next head coach of Kansas. So I went there and I was there for a couple of years and, coaching change there and I took a year off and, uh, at the end of the, end of the season uh, you know, a lot of opportunities but the one in particular that I was really fired up about was uh, the one here at the Temple talked to Coach Drayton talked about the program talked about the city and, and, uh, and jumped on yeah so you had you ever met Drayton before you know coming to Temple like how did that connection uh, happen I hadn't um my agent called me and said that uh, 
Well, Stan Drake wants to interview you so we can score the matchup. You know, everything since COVID has, has made interviews a lot easier. <laughs> it used to in the old days, you know, if you were going to get interviewed, you had to get on a plane, you had to fly across country, you know, you got there the night before, interviewed the next day, and went out to eat with them, you got on a plane, you flew back. I mean, it took you half a week just to interview for a job. So it was hard to, I think, interview for a bunch of jobs because of how hard it was to interview, to travel. And ever since COVID, I mean, you have interest in anybody, you give them a call and say, hey, can you interview in five minutes, you know? And then you hop on the Zoom and you interview. And um, that's kind of how this deal went down. I got a call and he said, hey, Stan Drake wants to interview for his DC job. And, you know, I got a Zoom link. Yeah, I think it was the next day, you know, he interviewed me for a couple hours, maybe two or three hours. And then uh, I got off the interview and he called me like 15 minutes after the interview and offered me a job. So anyway, long story short, um, I didn't know him and uh, the connection was made through my agent and uh, the interview went really well. You know, he was interviewing me, but you know what? I was interviewing him too. And, and what I found in that interview is that this is a guy that, that's going to be successful. This is a guy that's got it all. He's got all the attributes you need to be a successful head coach. Yeah, what, what else can you say about Stan? I feel like as we've seen him a little bit, um, you know, as fans, but we don't know a lot about him yet. Uh, he seems very energetic. I, I feel like he, the players all seem to really like him. Um, and it seems like a lot of the former players who've been coming back seem to like him as well. Can you, you know, just it, what is what is it about him you think everybody likes so much? Well, you know, he's he's got great presence, and he has um, he has a lot of charisma, and uh, he has a, an understanding of, of how to deal with the players and how to deal with the staff, and he's embraced you know the former players in the past here. And so I think it's that, you know, down to earth you know, personality that he has, but yet, you know, the charisma on top of that, that people love, you know, it doesn't seem arrogant, but yet he definitely seems like he's competent. If, if you understand what I'm saying. And um, I think that's why people gravitate to him. I think they, they feel that like, Hey, I, I want to follow this guy for both reasons. You know, there's two things, two, Two main reasons why people will follow someone. One, because they believe in them. And two, because they know that that person cares about them. And, and they see both of those in Coach Drake. They see a guy where I, this guy cares about me, but I believe in him too. I believe in him because of his ability to, to coach and lead in, in the way that uh, he presents himself. Yeah, on, uh, you know, last week when I was at the, uh, the Cherry and White game, I was able to talk to a couple former players. Um, it was a great turnout. Uh, aside from the hail that happened for uh, a minute or two right at kickoff, uh, it was a really fun day. Um, I was able to uh, run into Hassan Reddick was there, Chris Coyer, uh, Ryan Wallen. There was a lot of uh, former players there. Um, so it was really cool. And a couple I got to talk to, they all said, you know, it, it just feels like there's just a different vibe right now at uh, 10th and Diamond. And all of them were just so happy to be back. Um, and they said, you know, the staff and the players, everybody just seems like uh, so positive right now. And obviously Stan is a, a big part of that. Definitely. And, you know, everything comes from the top. You know, your um, coach or your team is set at the top. So however your head coach, however he is, is how the coach or your team will be. 
Um, and speaking of the, the cherry and white game, uh, you know, you're the, the defensive coordinator. The defense looked uh, very good that day. You guys won the, uh, the scoring system that you guys had set up. Um, it seemed like you guys were, you know, fast to the ball. Uh, you know, a lot of guys were in the backfield, had a couple interceptions. Um, is that, I mean, is that uh, how they've looked all spring? We've done some good things. Yeah, we really have. We've done some good things this spring. And um, it's a new system for the guys. And it's, it's one that uh, concentrates on, on being attacking and trying to create negative yard plays and sacks. And, and, you know, it was different for the guys. So there was a learning curve. But, you know, I, I'm pleased with our progress. I, I'm pleased with where we are. Um, I think that we have a good foundation this spring with the understanding of the defense and not only the assignment, but the technique and the execution. And so, you know, I, I really am. I'm pleased with the progress we made this spring. Yeah, and it was, um, I think everybody has this mindset, you know, obviously our, our glory years of Hassan Reddick's and Tyler Matakevich's of the world and that, that Temple tough mindset with the defense. And I think everybody last couple of years have been uh, not so great. And we want to see that again on the field. So I think seeing that uh, live for a lot of people uh, last Saturday was really good to see. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a good group of guys, you know, they bought into what we've asked them to do. They go out there every day with their all, you know, we have some talent, and, uh, you know, we have some camaraderie and we definitely, we definitely are playing hard. So, there's a bright future here for the defense. And I wanted to ask you this, and it just seems like the coaching staff as a whole has, I mean, obviously just gave uh, a lot of your guys uh, uh, praise, um, but it does seem like you guys are also staying a little level-headed. Uh, I know, you know, that some of the Al Scoop guys have said when they asked who's done really well, it, it's it's never just been like one standout guy. It's It seems like you guys are trying to keep the crew, um, you know, wait until the season to give them praise. Is that kind of accurate to say? Yeah, it's, it's still early. It's it's tough to, to, to hand out awards right now. You know, we, uh, we've only had 15 practices. I've been in a lot of pressure situations yet. And I think there's a lot of guys that, uh, that are at the same level right now. So it might not be you know, appropriate to just recognize a few. And for your, for your defense, you run kind of like a 3-4 with some variations in there. Is there anything you could kind of just give us some insight on that? I know you want to, you don't want to give away the entire uh, game yeah. plan in April to uh, opposing offensive coordinators, but just a little bit about your scheme that you run. So we're a 3-4, but we're, but we're multiple in the fact that uh, we have multiple different types of fronts and multiple different types of coverages. But our base personnel is out of the 3-4, so that's – 3D linemen, four linebackers, and 40Ds. And then our different defensive personnel packages off of that. You know, we could very easily have a 4-2 personnel package out there, or we could have a 3-3 a, a personnel package out there. But everything for us starts out of a 3-4, and we're going to emphasize on having an attacking style of defense. Like I said, we're trying to create negative yard plays, whether it tackles for a loss or sacks and, and put the offense behind the chains and put them in, in tough second and long, third and long situations. You know, you know, football isn't really won in yards. Football is won by winning situations. If you want to find a team that's a good third down defense, it's a team that's a good first and second down defense. 
statistics show that if you have them at third long, you got a higher percentage chance of getting them off the field. If you have them third and short, then they have a higher percentage chance of getting the first down. So the key is to get them behind the chains and the early downs so that you're in more third and longs. And now you're going to have a higher percentage of getting off the field. And that's kind of the philosophy of our defense. That's awesome. And uh, like I said, you know, people have this mindset, you know, the some of the defensive players we've had here over the years. And I think everyone is excited to see, you know, who's going to emerge in your defense. Uh, and definitely like you know, the big plays, everybody still remembers the, uh, the Penn State game when we won and we sacked uh, Hackenberg nine times. You know, those are the things that go a long way and people remember. So hopefully uh, you guys can replicate a defense that makes those big plays, gets interceptions and tackles for losses, like you mentioned. Um, it's, one guy on the staff who I, I've seen videos of, and uh, you've, we've talked about the D-line. How is it with uh, Antoine Smith out there on the field? He seems like an energetic uh, ball of fun. Oh, yeah, Antoine's a dude. He's, uh, he's got a lot of energy. And he's, he's, he's funny. And he's, players love him. He's kind of a clown you know, with his jokes, too. He's, he's, he's great to have on set. He's exactly what we need. Yeah, yeah, I've, like I've seen yeah. some videos of him on Twitter. He, he seems like a guy all the players yeah. would love and enjoy to play for. Yeah, he's awesome. He really is. He's a funny guy. Um, so you've been here for a couple of months now. Um, what, what do you like about Temple? What is it that you, you know, you've decided to accept the job, obviously. What is it that kind of brought you here? And since you've been here, what have you really noticed about Temple and liked about it so far? Well, one any job that you take, you want to make sure that you can win, right? Um, college football coaches, that's at the top of our decision-making. You, know, you never want to take a job that you can't win. You always want to take one that, that you can win. The best assessment on whether you can win is, is if you've won before and how, how soon have you won before. So Temple, not long ago, was a winning program, right? Not long ago, Temple was a double-digit win team, a championship contender. And so, in my mind, I'm like, all right, here's a place that can win. And you also want to make sure that you're making a decision on whether you can get along with the staff. So my judge was was my uh, collaboration with, uh, with Coach Drayton. And I could tell you know, early in our interview that, you know, I, I can jive with this guy. You know, he's, he's very professional, he's experienced, you know, and that's one of the best things about him is that he's been an assistant for so long that he has a wealth of wisdom um, that he brings to the table at a lot of different programs that have done it different ways and have been successful. Sometimes you get a young guy that's, you know, fast riser, you know, he's, he's a little green, you know, he, he, he makes mistakes that, that uh, a more veteran coach wouldn't make. And, um, and, and, and I saw that in uh, Coach Drake, and, and that's the case. Is he's, he makes very good decisions because of his experiences. And, uh, he's leading the program in a tremendous way. So, I knew I was going to get along with the staff because I saw myself getting along with the head coach and following him. And then the last thing is, you know, is it, is it a good fit for your family? Like, I got four kids. And, uh, so is, is Philly going to be a good fit for me? Well, 
you know, my daughter, she needs uh, uh, specific health care, and she's 15, and, and child is the best in the country. And so uh, it was perfect for my family because it provided that opportunity for us too. That's, that's, I mean, that's great. I'm glad that, you know, that uh, health, uh, you know, is there for her. And I'm glad you like everything else that you, you know, come, came along with uh, coming to Temple. So we're, I, I'm very excited, like I said, for, you know, this staff and you specifically, it seems like you're, uh, I'm glad you took the job is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of positives here. And uh, there's one thing I also wanted to ask you about, uh, which you, I think you mentioned briefly, um, but last year you were actually not working in college football and you ended up doing a couple podcasts of your uh, own. Uh, can you tell us, uh, some of our listeners about that? Yeah. So uh, I was approached just, you know, by a couple of guys that said, Hey, I know that you're not going to be coaching this year. Would you do a podcast? And one of them was a podcast for coaches. One was called Coaching Coordinator. And it was a podcast that was about specific schemes and techniques. And it was, it was designed for coaches. That was the audience. And so that was really specific on the coaching techniques and schemes that I talked about. What I would do is I would watch a different defense every week. And then I would give my analysis of it for the podcast the upcoming week. And that was so much fun. I, mean, I got to study so many different defenses and then and, and talk about them. And it kept me engaged in the game. You know, we, we actually built that one up to where we were averaging 100,000 listeners a week, you know. And so it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, you know, growing in that podcast and getting better at it. And, and it was also fun, um, you know, watching it become what it is, you know, what it was. And then the other one is uh, Home Visit. And Home Visit was different. Home Visit was 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 for fans so coaching coordinator was for coaches and then home visit was for fans and so we talked about hot topics in college football and then we would pick games and so i would pick spreads every week so now not only am i studying the schemes and techniques i'm also watching every game so that my picks will be good so that people will listen to my my other podcast which is home visit so it, it kept me engaged in the game too but that one was fun too. And, and you know what was fun about that one is it was hot topics in college football, Sean, and, and I didn't have to report to anybody. So I could say whatever I wanted to say. You know, I could say, I could say whatever my opinion was, and, and I had no no ramifications from it, you know, because there was there wasn't a job that I was working at. And so it, it was a lot of fun. And we talked about so many different things and, and we grew that one too. We grew that one and they just landed right after I left a mega deal with, with a sponsor too. So it was fun seeing those podcasts grow. And it's, it seems like they kind of bounced off each other. You know, you could use watching the games for the one to talk about on the other one or vice versa. Right. So it, it seems like uh, uh, when, you know, the first time I reached out to you, you the, immediately were like, yeah, I would love to, I've done podcasts in my past. Um, and so right away I was like, all right, this, this will be a fun, fun interview. He knows, you right. know, he's, some people get on like I've never done a podcast before so uh well you you seemed excited right from the get-go so it's nice uh and yeah, I'm, I'm actually gonna check wow I haven't done one in a few months you know so I have a lot to talk about so. yeah. yeah um 
And I'm definitely going to check both of those out. Um, I was looking into them a little bit before we hopped on and both of them, uh, you know, I'm always looking for new sports podcasts in general. So I'll definitely have to check those out and maybe uh, find the episodes that you were featured in and uh, give them a listen. Well, the one on coaching coordinator, the segment was called defense with DJ and mm -hmm. did uh, 13 episodes, I think. did 13 weeks. And then home visit, um, I was the co-host for uh, the entire season. So I think we did like 14 episodes of that. You, but, you didn't, uh, you didn't coincidentally do any temple games during that, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. I didn't. I didn't. You know what? I may have picked some games. I can't remember if I picked temple or not, but I may have picked some games in the pick them game, but I never did an analysis of temple on a coaching coordinator. Gotcha. But, yeah. But they're fun, man. I mean, it, you know, you do a podcast. It's fun to get on and talk, especially if it's something you know about, right? Yeah. Like if I had to get on and talk about math, I don't think anybody would listen. You know, money, how to make money. I mean, that would be terrible at that, too. But to get on and talk about college football, I mean, that's the, that's like the main thing I know. So it was a blast. Yeah, no, that's, I'm, that's why I, when I, uh, I reached out to you, I was like, this is probably the best guy I think I can get to talk Temple football with me. So um, yeah. how, uh, how have you liked campus life at Temple as well? I love it. You know, I, I walk over at lunchtime, go over to Richie's and give me a sandwich over there. He's awesome. A true supporter, too. And, uh, I walk through campus sometimes when, when I have a break. And, and what, a, what a gorgeous campus. I mean, who would have thought such a gorgeous campus would be right in the middle of the city? You know, it's, it's, like, it's like complete city life. And then here's a, here's a, a gorgeous nice campus you know it's it's uh, it's really interesting and, and uh it's it's something that uh we like showing the recruits too we're like i know you drove here and you drove to center city and you see all these you know skyscrapers but boom look right here you know walk through here and if you walk through campus it's even more noticeable than if you drive through campus you know there's so many places on campus that you can only see by walking so we give a lot of our recruits a, a walking tour and and i always go with them I go with them on a walking tour and point things out. It's just a, it's a neat, vibrant campus, you know, very, uh, really diverse, um, so many uh, cool things on campus. And I mean, look at the library. I mean, this thing is, is remarkable. The Leah Course Walk, I think that's a cool, you know, walk through campus. And the Fox School of Business is, is, uh, is a beautiful building, along with many others, too. Yeah, no, and you're absolutely right, especially the, the walking part. You know, if you walk through campus, there's so many things that you wouldn't see if you were just driving right. around it. Um, and I, I food tell trucks you, are so good. You get so much good food there from the food trucks. Yes, the food the, the food options alone are a reason that, you know, you, you can yeah. find a, a good food truck with any variety that you're looking for. Um, and, you know, I, I was telling you, I graduated 2013, and there's probably five or six new buildings on campus just in the nine years that I've graduated. Yeah. So they're, they're always building it up too, which is also, you know, good, you know, you want to see campus always evolving and they're making it better, which is clearly what they're doing as well. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Um, DJ, I, I've kind of, I, I just said a couple of weeks ago, I think I was going to be done asking this question and uh, I'm going to ask you as well, just, you know, how, how was the last two years, uh, you know, COVID life for you and your family, you know, everyone's experience was a little bit different. Um, so what, what, how was that for you, you know? Well, you know, I mentioned my daughter's health. So on top of COVID, my, my daughter's been battling cancer for the last two years. And so, 
we've had a lot on our plate, you know, and uh, it's been it's been a real challenge, you know, on top of all the things that came to COVID. Like I mentioned earlier, that's why I'm so excited to be here because she's getting such great care at Chapman. It's just a tremendous hospital for kids. Um, but I think with that, I think a lot of us with COVID realize what's important. Right? It gave you a chance in the middle of your life to kind of step back and reflect and, and spend more time with, with your loved ones and, and not be in a rat race and, and not just be constantly working on your to-do list and, and not have the ability to, to do so many things. So there was a lot of reflection time. And um, I'm a better person because of COVID. I really am. I think, I think I've, I've got better perspective on what's important, you know? And I think it's changed a lot of people. I really do. And we all went through a lot. Like I mentioned, I was going through even more on top of COVID, on sacrifices that you have to make because of COVID. Some of us you know, lost friends because of COVID. So it was a very tough time. But with that, I've come out on the other end a better person because of it. You know, I think that uh, the fact that given so much time to reflect and think about life and put things in perspective that, that I know was important. Those are the things that I have done. Um, well, DJ, I, I didn't realize, um, you know, your daughter is going through all of that. And uh, I just wanted, you can see me on Zoom right now. I actually normally do not have a buzz cut. Um, about a month ago, I uh, actually got my head shaved for St. Baldrick's uh, kids uh, cancer benefit. And a lot of our listeners actually donated to that. And I was able to raise over $4,000. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So That's a lot of our listeners, and I've, I've thanked them more than enough. So I'm sure everybody listening, you know, their thoughts and prayers are with you and your family during that tough time. Thank you, Chef. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and my hair is growing back. My, my eighth grade students have told me that my hair grows back kind of quick, although they're noticing some, I have about a couple gray hairs. They're calling me out for that as well, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, it looks good on you. Yeah, it's it's the first as I think the would have been the tenth year I did it without COVID or ninth year, but um, it's it the first time I was nervous. I didn't know how I would look with a bald head, so it now I'm kind of used to it. Once a year I do yeah. that. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um, well, DJ, thank you so much for doing this. I really really appreciate it. As I said, I think everyone is excited for the direction this program is heading. Um, and very excited to see you, your staff, and the players on the field come this fall. Great. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you. Anytime. I'm, uh, I think I'm going to go have one more Miller light and then watch the Sixers. Hopefully, uh, get a win. Um, DJ, uh, seriously, thanks enough. I can't yeah. thank you enough for doing this. I appreciate it. You bet. Buddy. We'll see you. Thank you guys. And as always, I'll be back.